Welcome to a slightly later than scheduled Jerick show. Um, apologies for that. You'd, you'd almost assume that I deleted the meeting invite out of my calendar or something. But don't worry, don't worry. I'm not one of those kinds of people that would like ghost you for a long period for, and, and not come up with an explanation as to why I'm not here. But um, anyway, welcome back to The Jerk Show. We've got some great stories for you this week. Let me find Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. Wow, that was a pointlessly long ramble for me to start off. It's almost as bad as Lord of the Rings or something, isn't it? It just goes on and on for no point. You know, I, I think the best term to describe you this morning is discombobulated. <laughs> Have you seen that Sherlock Holmes one with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? It's like discombobulation. And he, and oh, he yeah. Yeah. Ears, and like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's an airport here in the U.S. Um, I want to say it's Milwaukee that has a recombobulation zone. When you get through security, <laughs> where you put all your stuff back, I got a picture of it somewhere. It's the recombobulation zone. That is scary. That's like something out of a uh, Star Trek. If 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 the teleporter goes wrong and you end up in bits, then they recombobulate you and like right, make you right. whole again. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it's that's a term we don't use enough. Maybe we should start trying to work that into our our daily routine, Javad. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe that should be it. Maybe maybe people can give us suggestions of words we should try and weave in naturally into every episode. You know, I like that. Um, and so over the years at No Before uh, doing these uh, presentations with the webinars, uh, some of the sales engineers would oftentimes, right before we started, come up with a word that I had to weave into the uh, the deal. And, and it was, you know, it was like a dollar bet or something like that. And one of them was um, Arenaceous which is of or having to do with uh, um, hedgehogs. And uh, I managed to do it. I got my money, um, but but they would throw stuff at me right before we're going to go live and say, you got to work this in somehow. And sure enough, kept it kind of fun. So yeah, if you all have a a phrase that you want us to smoothly work into one of these, let us know. We we might be willing to do that. Throw it in the comments uh, yeah. and, uh, and fact, we'll see what we can fact, do. In like, fact, you know, if you're tired of analysts creating all these new terms for you, uh, we could crowdsource some new terms for items and technologies. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, an alternate correct. name for the blockchain, perhaps? Yes. Correct. <laughs> so when are you recombobulating? I, I bet you wish you could recombobulate the, the receding hairline that is rapidly retreating faster than the French army. But... So, you know... It is what it is. John, what is that behind you? T turn around real quick and let me see what's... Because <laughs> mine's going this way. Yours is coming this way. <laughs> this, this back here is my ventilation system because my brain is overclocked. It, it runs slow fast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice cover on that one. Well done. Well done, my friend. So um, cool. tell you what, uh, this is interesting. We're, we're coming up on 100 episodes here pretty soon, Javad. Do you know that? I think it's like two weeks from now. We're going to have a I don't know. Episodes. It feels like I've been doing this forever. Like that Greek, what is it? It's, it's not syphilis. But you know, the one that keeps <laughs> on rolling that boulder up the hill. And it's, it's a never ending. Syphilis? Is that his thing? Syphilis forever, huh? No. <laughs> 
wait, you know, wait. next thing I know, like, what's the other one? Uh, herpes. Yes, he's the one. You get that <laughs> on your face. For me, it feels like the the guy that has his kidneys, uh, you know, eaten out every day by a crow. Um, that that's kind of more what it's feeling like for me. You're pushing the rock uphill, but there's the other Greek. Uh, I, I believe it's a Greek one that uh, ends up having his kidneys eaten out every day. That's his torture. Gotta love it, right? Very creative um, in those days. What, what would you prefer? Would you rather prefer, or how would you liken working in in the front lines of InfoSec too? Would you liken it to pushing a boulder uphill constantly, or having your kidneys eaten out every day? No, pro probably more the the boulder thing because it never ends, and, and not even necessarily in a terrible way. I mean, obviously. It's a lot of work, but, you know, there's good times. <laughs> Don't try to scare people out of cybersecurity, Javad, because there are good times uh, in this industry. It's not all getting our kidneys pecked out by crows. Oh, hold on. IC Squared have just uh, released an update. They say there's now a 4.5 million uh, shortage of skilled talent because of what <laughs> we just said. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Yeah, because we have that kind of influence on everything. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah. Folks, if you're listening out there, it's not that bad, but it is something you got to love, right? And you know what I was thinking, Javad? What if somebody were to publish a book on like how to thrive and survive maybe in cybersecurity? Hmm. We'll have to keep uh, keep that in mind, right, Javad? Maybe we can have it we, done by we next do. week. We do. We should keep that in mind. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like... It would take a, an awful lot of brain work to get something like that done, but it's doable. You know, if we worked really hard, we might be able to get something out by, say, the 100th episode anniversary thing, right? Maybe, maybe. Huh. Well, did you see? So, so one thing I did see, and this is uh, not one of our, our, our covered stories, but it was tweeted out. And um, I think this is the year of books. You know, Miko Hippinen uh, put out his book not too long ago if it's smart it's vulnerable um uh jeff um white put out the lazarus heist uh, yeah. perry and uh kai put out the culture frame framework and uh troy hunt is uh releasing his book pawned uh, <laughs> oh nice and, and i i say that that is just such a ballsy move to, to take his picture from that long ago i i i personally would not don't have the courage to put up a picture like that old but actually he looked. He, he. I saw that first, and I, the, my first thought was, "Why has he got a picture of Jason Donovan from Neighbors Up?" And uh, <laughs> you probably do, let me. Let me. Do, yeah. For those in the podcast, he is furiously typing oh. into Google right now, he trying was to. A, he was a uh, Australian star in, okay. in, in Neighbors. That's probably one where, where it looks. Is it, is I can it, kind of see it there. You can kind of see it. They're Australian. They're tall and good yeah. looking, or what have you. And uh, Kylie Minogue—that's Kylie Minogue with him, the, the pop star. And she started off in Neighbours as an actress. So the more you know, yeah. The more uh, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's jump onto the first. <laughs> Speaking of Lazarus. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, North Korea's Lazarus hackers are exploiting log four J floor to hack U.S energy companies what's this about yeah it's about um a year plus old vulnerability that was a big deal still being out there with vmware horizon servers and the lazarus group taking advantage of it and still attacking these energy companies and this 
this is frustrating to me. <laughs> um, it, it really is frustrating to me that uh, we see this going on a year later and in critical infrastructure. Now it's not just the U S I believe it was Canada and some other places as well, but they're seeing, they're seeing um, signs of the, uh, the Lazarus group going in there. And what they're after is they're actually after intellectual property. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to steal, you know, special things, I guess, um, information, how these work, how our, our stuff does. And, and oftentimes like is so common with the intellectual property theft, especially with China is then a lot of times they reproduce it for, you know, pennies on the dollar because they didn't have to do any R and D. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it ends up costing us all. The problem with this is, and the part that concerns me is, while they may be after intellectual property right now, the fact that they're in the systems, in the networks long-term, in these critical infrastructure pieces, it would be very easy and, and almost immediate to weaponize that access. It is, it is. And, and I think energy companies and the whole energy thing is going to be a big mess, both in terms of like this kind of access but also in terms of like, oh, LinkedIn user, Neighbours, the best show ever. It was very good. It was a staple of coming home from school, having your lunch, and then sitting down and watching an episode of Neighbours. Anyway, yes. uh, th there is a lot of issues with energy companies at the moment, the access, and then also the reliability and the load. Uh, there, there was a, <laughs> I found it quite funny. I, I made a TikTok video about this as well, but California uh, announced uh recently that the ban of gasoline powered cars by 2035 i think that's that's pretty similar to what we have over here in the uk as well Is like it? petrol diesel cars won't be in uh, you know for sale after 2030 or 35 uh, that's fine so you'd go out and buy an electrical car but because of the heat in california and uh, it was putting an extreme drain on the um on the power grid yeah so then they said please don't charge your electric cars because we don't want to overload the, the power grid and then someone posted a picture of uh, a Californian who'd gotten one of those gas powered generators and fired that up to charge their Tesla so um, there is a security link in there when you think about compliance and you yeah. put in place all these regulations and things without thinking it through properly or without considering the impact on the user then People will find a way around it. They, yeah, they like, will find a way. Like in Jurassic Park, right? Yes. It will find a way. <laughs> and we saw how Jurassic Park ended. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it's so true though. And, and that is a great example of where, unfortunately, we have something, a mandate that comes into play, but the downstream effects not being seen, as you said, or, or thought about. And next thing you know, People are having to adjust to that. And so what do they do? They're going to run a generator, which is horrible for emissions, frankly, uh, on top of everything else. Those things, they don't have catalytic converters. They don't have the emission standards that a, a normal gas engine would do. And I mean, it's funny because these days they talk about how a lot of times like your lawnmower in a half hour puts out more emissions than your car would in a month or, or more. Um, but you're right. It, they're going to find a way to get around that. If, if they have to, that's just kind of how it works. I mean, so yeah, it's a good lesson in policy. It is, it is a very good lesson. So uh, next story, 
200,000. Wow, wow. That, that's, the number keeps creeping up every time I, I refresh this story. 200,000 North Face customer um, accounts hacked in credential stuffing attacks. So for those not familiar, credential stuffing is where your ID and password or your email address and password is leaked or guessed in, in a different sort of breach. And then they will use that same combination against every other site they can try. So they'll they'll build up a whole list of like Eric at Chrome.com, maybe is the web is the uh, is the email address and the password is Javad's number one fan. And once you know that that's accurate on one website, you will try that against PayPal, banking, and North Face. All the major ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because a lot of people will reuse the same password everywhere, um, they will, you know, inevitably break into some accounts. And in this case, 200,000 of those accounts were, were breached. So what does this tell us, Eric? Yeah, I think it was almost 195,000. They're rounding up here being a little bit. I mean, at that point, who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're right. You know, so it's not just from breaches, though. Uh, they also, a lot of times you'll see these phishing emails that'll send you to a login page or, or a text message that'll send you to like your bank's login page and you, you need to verify or validate, right? So you do your username and password there and they capture that. Well, they'll take that data, that information as well and use that for credential stuffing. But as you said, people reuse passwords over and over again across different sites. And they know that these major retailers, Amazon, the banks, even the email providers, odds are it's gonna work. And you and I, we see this all the time uh, where this stuff happens, maybe not always at this scale, but this is a lesson in how often people reuse passwords. The flip side of this or, or the, the related side of this is what's called password spraying. And that's where they take your user ID, could be your email address or whatever you use for a user ID. And they try to pair it with that like top 100 worst passwords of the year list. You know, the, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, those common passwords that comes out every year that are pretty much the same. And they will use that at these sites as well. So if you use one of those common passwords, um, there's a good chance that they're going to be able to use that to get in. So we see that as, as some very powerful ways to get into accounts that, that takes very little. This is all automated process stuff. Um, so it takes very little for them to do that. And in so North if you wanted to break into someone's account, what would the way, what would your favorite way be, Eric? I mean, honestly, my favorite way would be to fish them and try to give up their credentials. That, that would you know, that, send that's them if you're going after a specific individual. But if you're not worried yeah. about a specific individual, uh, something like credential stuffing or spraying would be the, the way to go, I suppose. It's a quite low-cost way. And oh, yeah. Easy. These lists are available out there on the dark web. Password lists are out there all over the place. It's really, yeah. really easy to get a hold of these just massive password lists like that and try it against different things. It is. You know, it's, it's really weird. I think what the thing is, the things in the physical realm are so much easier to, they're tangible. It's like if you have, if you're wearing a pair of clothes and they get dirty, you can physically see they're dirty. So you go and wash them. But online, you just can't see something date or something be, you know, people get their hair colored more often than they change their password or they get their nails done more frequently because that's something visible. But, you know, it's, when it comes to something that's digital, you could have scanned documents or, or records that, you know, especially in the personal level, but even small businesses where they don't have a records management person, just data lying around for decades. 
and um, you know it's 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 when you start piecing it together you think well you know this is not a small a trivial yeah. issue like credential stuffing getting access to people's account it can be a big thing do you remember a couple of years ago there was a rash of these uh they were emails that went out to people that said hey we've taken over your computer turned on your webcam um, we yeah. saw that you were in an adult site. Uh, we're going to, you know, spread this everywhere if you don't uh, pay us. And by the way, just to tell you, just to prove to you that I know what's going on, we know that your password or that you use the password, blah, 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 right? And they would post up a password and people would freak out about this because they're like, <laughs> Jonathan, nice. Uh, my voice is my password, verify me. But people would freak uh, out about that. Like that. That's a very good pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people would uh, freak out about that and, and they're like, oh, well, this is a password I use. And it turns out they were using a password list from a 10-year-old LinkedIn breach that they wow. were feeding into that as that password. So people are like, oh my gosh, they have my password. So that tells you yeah. how long they've been using that same password. And I'm not a big proponent of you must change your password all the time. And if you look at the new NIST standards, um, a long, secure, unique password is is good for a long time maybe once a year or so i'm not a 30 day sort of thing yeah. but it's got to be unique no definitely i i i concur with with what you oh. say Ooh, so that's a very british thing to say i i <laughs> i concur oh speaking okay. of turning on cameras <laughs> i i see i see this story cyber criminals are selling access to chinese surveillance cameras and i'm like is there a big market for people wanting to spy on Chinese? And <laughs> it's like, no, it's the cameras that you buy off AliExpress and eBay and Amazon. And um, specifically Hikvision, I think uh, they were talking about on this one here, um, HIK Vision. And, and they're good cameras. Here's the thing. You, you get all these cameras and they're incredibly inexpensive. Uh, uh, there's Dahua. There's uh, a couple of those like that. The picture quality is fantastic. They're really good quality cameras, but they seem to have these vulnerabilities or blatant back doors that we're calling home. And the problem is your, your typical consumer that buys one of these for 50 bucks or something like that puts it up. They never update it And updates are oftentimes not even available. Like, like the manufacturers just go, okay, we pushed out the product. Now we're going to move to a new product and there's no continued support. So those vulnerabilities hang out there. And a lot of times these things end up being pretty much internet connected, right? Directly to the internet. So they're yeah. selling access to these cameras um, out there on the the dark web, the, the bad places, these cyber criminals are selling access to these cameras. And it's nothing new. It's just kind of a reminder that, wow. I mean, yeah, they're talking about here an 11 month old CVE, but the patch may not even be available for most of these things. That's right. Or well, people might not be aware. Or there might not be an easy way to download and apply the patch. Maybe you have yeah. to download it on your computer and then put it on a USB stick and climb up. a ladder and <laughs> put it on an SD card. Yeah. Exactly. There's all these kinds of things. Yeah. I know. I mean, even I give up after a while on half of these things. And this is after working with technology for most of my, my, my life. I'm not saying I'm a tech person. I've just worked with technology. Even I give up. Like the, the instructions are really poorly translated. It's 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 quite funny. So um, I, I actually have Dahua cameras here that work um, on my, my home security here. 
But what I've done is I've isolated those to their own subnet and they feed into what's called a Blue Iris server, which is kind of a, a network video recorder. They can never hit the internet. There's no way that they can hit the internet, but most people are not gonna do something like that. They're gonna go, oh, I need to check my cameras from home. I'm gonna use their app or I'm gonna do whatever to connect straight to it. That's the problem we have with these consumer devices. So speaking of bad translations, I, I saw this once. I was like, what is a device and what does it do? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I this just is, don't even know. By John Scott. Someone needs to work on the proofreading. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Those manuals. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Email info at care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got okay. one. Oh, yeah. Last story. And this is. A bit of a deep one it's a bit heavy but it just goes to show the power of OSINT and um, it goes to oh, like just uh, you know just how data leaks can have such a big impact and so some Russian women mainly between the ages of 19 and 25 were boycotting or rallying against uh, the, the war in Ukraine so they were right. in Moscow so as as often happens in countries like Moscow and the United States, police came up and rounded them women up and drove them off to a police station. And the ladies, they were fine. They 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 got chatting to each other while in the police van. They they set up a telegram group. They started texting each other and what have you. When they got to the police station, uh, their ordeal was terrible. It bordered on on torture. Like one of them was talking about how they, they, a plastic bag was put over her head and, and to suffocate her, then removed at the last minute, you know, to to not to let her slip into unconsciousness. They were yelled at physically and verbally abused. Really, really horrible. It was the same officer, plain clothes officer, that abused all of them. And he was really, really brazen. The fact there's nothing you can do. I'm untouchable. Huh. So um, they uh, they long story short after being released there was a breach of yandex who which are like russia's equivalent of uber so they do uber they do the eats and the and the taxis and what have you okay and so they went through the breach of yandex and said were there any food deliveries made to that particular police station and there were nine so then they looked up all of the customers Oh. And then they cross-reference them with social media profiles. And there was a few other steps there, but they identified the police officer. Oh. And then they reported them. And then apparently, I don't know what's going to happen, but for the ladies itself, that's some validation. They, they're they on their way to get some justice. And uh, I really hope they do get the justice. But it's kind of like a, you know, we, we, we it's really easy to put a blanket thing and stay like we don't, deal in stolen data or breach data and we shouldn't do that and you know yeah. is, is a great thing and people are entitled to their privacy but when it comes to stories like this i, I think it's it's incredibly brave of them uh and and i hope they get some measure of justice from this so i agree 100 percent. yeah that's a crazy story that really and folks for those of us um these stories will be in the show notes here 
um, as well as those listening on the podcast. Um, these will be in the show notes there as well. So feel free to go check these stories out um, and and read them yourself as well, because that's a pretty deep one that, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of time to get into, but uh, some very interesting things going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, you have another meeting to jump to, don't you? I do. I Okay, so I won't hold you back any any longer. Don't let me and our viewers hold you back, all two of them. So uh, with that, thank you very much uh, for, for staying with us. Uh, thank you for your participation and comments. Uh, remember to drop a, a like, share, subscribe, um, and tell us if there are any words and phrases you'd like us to, or like Eric, to use more often in the show. So until next week, stay secure, my friends. <laughs>